Hello. Man, it feels like forever since we've been on the screen. Forever. Well, I mean, we talked about food for like two hours of our life, but we, we did. Like, like it's been a long time. It has, but even even then, I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen you in person. Thank God tomorrow there's a game because I've I've missed my my bestie. I know I've missed home games too. It's been well that too. It's been a hot minute. <clears throat> It's been a hot minute. All right, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Hope you guys are ready, because not only do we have this episode, but then a little later we have another episode. We're, we're, we're double dipping tonight. So just buckle in. Yeah. Here we are. Here we go. Let's go. Literally cats meowing in the background as soon as we start. Of course, because they have to put in their two cents. I have to show really quick before we get started. I got a different one than the norm in my life. Ask for normal. Oh, I'm not very good at it. Eh, there we are. There you are. Hey, McGonagall. Hi, Mac. What's going on, chickadee? He just got, he uh, somehow lost his collar a few weeks ago whenever I let him out one day. And I just got his new one in yesterday and it has a bell on it and I, Oh, Normally take the bell off when I put it on him yesterday. He he was not pleased with the bell. He was immediately like just sitting there giving me the evil eye because it was jingling when he was running around. But I can only like imagine. I I I wouldn't have the bell. No. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take it off. As 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 rambunctious as that crew is, I would not have anything noisy on any of them. Yeah, you don't want any noisemakers with with these these bunch of crazy cats. No, no, you don't. <clears throat> okay, so guess what? What? Whack. We're in. We're oh, starting. Let's fucking go. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like we're it's time to go. Finally. Finally. Whack basketball. Whack conference basketball. Finally. I, f I feel like we had a, a seven week vacation of basketball or something. COVID sucks, bro. I hate it. Yeah. Same. And it wasn't even our problem. I know. We're the good boys and girls over here doing what we need to do. And everybody else is a bunch of scumbags. Anyway. Finally. I, have, Finally. I have a lot of comments about COVID and, and COVID testing and basketball, but I'm going to keep those to myself. Anyway, because that's it's, it's ridiculous, man. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Wild. like flies though man a lot of I know and I'm just like what is happening it's just wilding Dennis DDT DDT is in town Jekyll and Hyde yeah I tell you very much tonight is is yeah. the Jekyll yeah. the current Jekyll. podcast is the Jekyll podcast yeah. the podcast late night pardon me Alex at, at seven o'clock is going to be the Hyde portion of the podcast because just wild yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, boom is right. So let's get started. So yeah, finally some basketball after three canceled games, almost three weeks. I mean, we hadn't played a single lick of of, of competition since December 18th when we were in Kansas. Yeah, wild. And it, it's definitely wild. I mean, and, and there was a lot of concerns, I think, well, from my end going into this game 
at, at ACU because we hadn't played in multiple weeks, you know, felt like, what was it like three weeks? Technically you're all right. Um, yeah. And I was really concerned going to this game. I'm like, man, what the, I would love to know what we were doing for those three weeks to prepare us for this game. Because I mean, we came out of the gate swinging, like we were, looked like we were refreshed. We were ready to go, which is great. But I'm just like, after three weeks, sometimes you're just, you're not in the basketball kind of momentum. And and so I was really kind of afraid that we would kind of just fall flat on this game, especially how well ACU has been playing. And so I was, I was like, Oh God, this is yeah. three ways. Yeah. And out of this pair of games, I was a lot more concerned about the ACU game than Charlton. Yes. Which maybe the guys were too. And that's why it ended up the way it ended up. I don't know. That's that's very true. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. So, yeah. So we're, we were excited that we finally had some Lumberjack basketball back. Uh, I wasn't able to watch it live because I was at trivia because, you know, trivia is just when I'm not when trivia is life. Right. Uh, but Jacqueline was watching live. And then I w- actually I finally t- I saw the score. I was following the score. So I wasn't like I wasn't paying attention. People don't don't. Don't get into my comments, please. Um, but I finally was able to watch the game today, but I was watching, uh, following along during uh, trivia. And so obviously I knew that we had won the game, which great. Um, but we didn't know how really it went until I watched it today. And man, oh man, what that was that was a very wild game all the way down to the the last kind of buzzer as well. Um, but a little little background on ACU coming into the game. ACU had an 11 game winning streak coming into this game at the Teak Center. Um, they were third in the NCAA in, in winning streak. So we snapped a pretty long win streak and we snapped their home win streak. They were 21 and0 in yeah. that center. They hadn't lost a single home game since they started playing in that temporary. And let me just, let's just pause real quick. I have to give ACU just a little bit of, they don't normally have that, that arena. Like that arena is from last year and this year. Cause they're, re, they're, re, they're renovating. Yeah. Always gotta be a center of attention every time. They're like, hi, hello. Every time. No, but so they're renovating. They're renovating their their auditorium, their coliseum, because uh, they had bats in the belfry. So uh, they really needed some renovations. And when we mean bats in the belfry, like literally, they had bats. Literally, bats. <laughs> bat. At this point, yeah, they had a bat catcher. Literally, a guy. A couple seasons ago, we saw it on the TV, on the screen, on the when we were watching the game. Literally, had a guy with a friggin' net because the bats would swoop in. And like dive bomb the players during the game. That's how wild that scenario and that situation was. And I don't not saying that's the reason why they're they're renovating, but I'm assuming that's partly why is because they needed to get the bats out. I don't know how that happened in the beginning. Um, if Batman was like taking refuge in in the rafters, I don't know. But they're they're renovating. So everybody that was talking smack about their ACU center, like they're they're renovating. They need a place somewhere somewhere else to play. They have that's all they got. They're in Abilene. They play somewhere. They literally. I mean, it's either that or play outside. Like where? I mean, where else are you gonna go? It's Abilene. So we got to give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of a break there. So they had a twenty-one and zero like winning like streak at home that, that we snapped, which is. Yeah. Good there. Love that. Um, 
So it was 21 wins, 13 losses going into this game. The last time we played them was um, – I'm assuming that – What's our history between us and them? We have we have twenty one wins, they have thir- and thirteen losses. Go right. On. Yes. And then I'm assuming this last matchup. Okay, man, I forgot it was 2022 for like a hot second. When yeah. I read when I read the date, it said 2021. I'm like, that hasn't even happened yet. So the last matchup we had between ACU and us was the th- was March third, 2021. Uh, we lost a home 61. 61- or third, uh, 63-61. Very, very tight game. Uh, I feel like every time we do play them, it does end up being a tight game, a very close game, a battle mm-hmm. of very similar teams defensively and offensively. And so um, it's just always going to be an absolute battle. So the largest margin of victory was in 2016 when we won pretty much by almost like 30 points. It was 97-62, the smallest margin of victory uh, was in 2019, we won by literally one point, uh, 61 60. So, like I said, I feel like every time we have beat or played ACU, whether we won or lost, it's always going to be really, really close. Like, I mean, it's, it, I feel like Brett Tanner and his coaching staff and our, co- like, they're similar and the, they're very defensive focused. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like every time we play them, it's just, it's going to be an absolute, you know, slug fest. In especially defensively. So it's just really interesting to see. Um, well, especially because we have such close ties with Brett. Like we have, like he used to coach at SFA. And then of course, Antonio, he yeah. played at SFA. So we have a lot of ties to them, which is, I think, really interesting too. So Jacqueline, let's hear it. Okay. So our starters were Gavin, David, Calvin, Nigel, and Latrell, which has kind of been our, uh, our lineup for the past several games starting, I feel like since uh, Rati um, got injured, we did win 64 to 58 and the attendance was 807. And again, it probably didn't look like 807, but I mean, again, they're in, they're in a secondary location. Just it's going to happen. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all good. So uh, I'm not going to talk wax standings because I'm. It's going to be updated to what it is now. So I have no idea what it was back then. Uh, almost not yeah. a, not a week ago, but like four or five days ago. It's not going to be updated to what it was at the end of that game. So I don't know, and we're going to skip over that. <laughs> yeah, just we'll save it for the second. We'll save it for the second podcast to what it is updated as of tonight. Um, well, again, Renell, attendance was eight oh seven. But their their location is small as shit. Like they literally cannot have that many people in there. Like if you look at the Teak Center and pictures of their center, it's small. It looks like a conference. Yeah, I think it maybe probably only holds like two thousand. Yeah. So I mean, it's that's really not. Yeah. It. it yeah, there were seats open, but it's not like they can hold. 14,000 people in their Coliseum, you know, it, it's, 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 we're good. They're good. They're all right. All right. So since we're going to save the wax handings for the next episode, we'll just do, um, we'll go right into Sean Kennedy's set section. Uh, so we had our overall field goal percentage is 51.2. We, oh, we shot great this game. Um, our field goal, which I, I could always hope for better, but Overall shooting, it was great because we had 51.2 from the field, 45.5 from the three-point line. 
Um, 62.5 from the free throw line. Not quite good enough, but um, our points in the paint were lower than normal at 20. Uh, we had 11 points off turnovers, only four second chance points. But again, we were shooting really well, so there weren't that many offensive rebounds to grab. Um, 13 fast break points, 16 bench points. Um, we had 37 total rebounds. They only had 22. So we way out rebounded them. Um, our offensive boards, we only had five. Again, we didn't have just a whole lot of missed shots. So that's really mm -hmm. not that low. Um, we had 32 defensive rebounds. Um, we had 21 fouls, which I feel like is about par for the course for us. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when we're playing aggressive defense, uh, we had 26 turnovers. And Lock. I feel like, I, I feel like that's like the story of, of these, these two games that we've had, but we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll focus more on that in a minute. So, um, like I said, we said both, both teams play really aggressive defense, but we had 26 turnovers. They only had 15. So not good. Amazing that we still won with eleven more turnovers than them. Well, and and yeah, it was pretty is it was pretty obvious towards the end of the game. It, I, the only reason I, I was fresh in my mind since I just watched it, it was it was very obvious towards the end of the game. Um, you know that we were just getting sloppy and we were committing fouls, committing turnovers, and that's mainly how you know ACU came back into the game so well and yeah. so close. You know what I mean, like they made the necessary corrections and took advantage of our mistakes, which is what you're supposed to do. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it's just really interesting. Uh, Dylan Rodriguez from Facebook, our three point shooting has become better with the guys feeling more comfortable. And I'm excited about that. I feel like everyone is scared of that one stat. It's a good point. Absolutely. I feel like our three point shooting has definitely improved over the past few games. Um, it's very Noticeable with the return of Nigel and with with uh, Trell just really getting more comfortable uh, with the team and playing more. And so thank I mean, again, very, very thankful that Nigel's back. He's a huge blessing to have back, especially with Rati going down. So um, yeah. the three point percentage is only going to get better. And that was one of the things I noticed during the ACU game for sure was that we were we were hitting it. You know, and before, before in non-conference, I mean, yeah, we had a couple games where we had some really good threes, but I mean, it was getting very, very noticeable again during that ACU game that our three-point, you know, attempts and makes were a lot closer, you know, closer together. Usually we'll have yeah. our three-point percentage is absolutely dog shit. And then this past game, I mean, it's in the 60s, which, or I'm sorry, the 40s. Normally it's like in the 20s or, you know, something despicable. So, I mean, it was not bad. It could be better, but it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, no. And another thing I was going to say is with us committing that many turnovers in this game against a team like ACU, really the only saving grace that we had is that they were they were shooting terribly. Yes. Um, they And they normally don't shoot like that. Uh, so that helped offset because – their field goal percentage was 37.5 and their three point percentage was 11.8. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. And that kind of rolls into uh, one of my, one of my pizza strength actually. So we'll just, did we, Oh, did you do game leaders? 
No, I haven't gotten all the way down. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, go to game leaders and then I'll, I'll save my, I'll pin my my thought. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Turnovers. Um, so we had three steals. We had seven blocks. Um, our game leader through the game was Nigel. He had 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and one block. Uh, Gavin had 13.7 rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. Um, <clears throat> Terrell had 11 points, one rebound, one assist. Uh, JJP had nine points, five rebounds, one assist, one block. And Calvin had eight points, six rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. Um, so we had a bunch of guys up there almost in double digits on points and rebounds. Yeah, no, ex exactly. That's what, that's another thing. Yeah. Even though this game, it started, it started off really, really strong. And then the second half kind of like faltered a little bit, but still was able to keep up. That was one of my, and moving into the feats of strength, one of my main feats of strength that I will say is that we were able to hold off Cameron Steele to only having five points, which he's one of, you know, the better guys on their team. He had literally three rebounds. He had uh, zero assists. He had zero blocks. I mean, he, we literally shut him down. He had five points an entire game. And that yeah. and that's a huge thing because I mean he just came off having some monster games recently. And so Cam Steele really kind of calming him down and, and really honestly taking him out of the game was was great. Fantastic. Um another thing that I had written down that um that ACU is the top team in the country at forced turnovers at 23.5. And we, let's see, they had, let's see, how many turnovers? Did, I mean, we had, we had 26. Was, we had 26, because so that's about right. Um, yeah, but we were, but we're top 10. So that's, that was one of the other, that was one of the other, you know, the points is the fact that there were two top 10 teams going at each other for, you know, uh, the entire game. And we were able to not only, you know, still win the game, even though we had that many turnovers. That was that was a huge feat of strength. We overcame that, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't like the turnovers. Don't get me wrong. Turnovers are absolute garbage, and I mean, literally, want to make me throw up anytime I see the turnover stat. Like yeah. I want to throw up. These last two games have really, really exposed us and how bad we turn over the ball. But I'll, but I digress. I digress. Um. Another feat of strength that I mentioned is, uh, again, the threes were just falling like absolute dimes. I'm sure Jacqueline mentioned that in her notes as well, and I just noticed that she did. Um, threes, yeah. threes, 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 threes. I have several little shout-outs I'll give really quick. Of course, I mean, Nigel's player of the game, but uh, <clears throat> he was two of four from the three-point line. We had big game Dave with a shot clock three. Big game uh, Dave. Trell, let's see, how many did he have? He was three of seven from the three-point line. And I love when he gets hyped because he oh my God, me too. has so much energy. And when <clears throat> he really gets hyped up, like he gets hot. Uh, JJP made a corner three for the first three of the game. Um, and he was actually three of five from the three-point line. So, I mean, we just had several guys really lighten it up from the three-point line. And I love it. I would like to also mention that uh, Gavin banked home a three as well at, a, at the buzzer, which was yeah. wild. The bank shot was wild. 
I mean, I don't think he expected it to go in. The fact that it banked it in. No, I think that's only no. the second three he shot this season. I think is what. Yeah, this is. it was like the first time he had shot even attempted one since like early December, and so him making banking that three just kind of on a whim was, well, I'll, you know, I'll give it to him. That was that was, that was, was a shot clock uh, hail mary for sure. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Um, another big mention I would like to throw out there is that we had a lot of good blocks as well during this game. Uh, Day Day. We love our boy Day. Day had a great, great block. Um, I think also Jalen had had a big block, and Nigel had a b- big block as well. Um, those are three. That I'm sure there were others, but those are just three that I can remember and I wrote down during during the game were monster blocks by Nigel and Jalen on back to back possessions. Uh, ACU was again. This is towards the end of the game. ACU was trying to come back, come back, come back. And literally one play after another, it was major blocks by both of those guys. So up for them. Um, Let me see. What else did I write? I wrote a lot of stuff. One sec. Um, I have a lot of notes about, I mean, I think the announcers and the, and the broadcast was, was really good considering, uh, but there were a few other things that I'll mention on the, on the, on the grievances that they said, because I know you weren't listening to them. Um, I would love to, I need to mention what they were saying. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Chauncey, did you get the video from Chauncey? I, I don't guess so. Okay. I guess she thought she sent it to both of us, but she sent, she texted me a video and she, it was a video of Calvin. Apparently he was doing wild celebrations on the bench and she was like, you and Jacqueline would appreciate this of Calvin. And he was like flailing and like falling over and like pretending he like, you know, is fainting. And I was like, this is fantastic. Like, I love Calvin. Yeah, he is I, love him so wild. I know he's just wild. I have I have a note on that that I'll mention on the next <clears throat> the next episode. But yeah. He, mm, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Back-to-back triples from Trell and Nigel really juice the guys up. I love when we can go back-to-back like that. Any, oh, God. I mean, it was just absolute electric, electric city when he, when those when they hit the back-to-back threes. Uh, you could just tell. I mean, ACU had to immediately take the timeout. Um, yeah. I mean, absolutely took the wind out of their sails, and our guys were just freaking. So I I, I love stuff like that. I love it. When we can get the juice flowing, and I just wish that that would have carried over more into the game on Saturday night. But again, we're talking about the ACU win. I'll hold off. Um, had the new WAC commissioner on their broadcast, so it was nice listening to him and um, listening to his thoughts and his plans for the WAC. And so uh, I think this new commissioner is going to be really good. He's very much about making relationships and making uh, going to all the schools face-to-face relationships and not just talking to people, you know, like over the phone or um, over emails and things like that. So I think that would be really cool. Um, I would like to submit this feat of strength from cat fans. Uh, it has nothing to do with SFA shocker. Uh, the feat of strength is Hooten's dance moves after Sam won against ACU. Sure. I submit that as a feat of strength. Sure. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. No problem, buddy. 
No problem. I need to see said dance moves before I decide if they're a feat of strength or a grievance. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, it's hooting. So I can only imagine the kind of moves that man has. Yeah. No comment. Say. No comment. Um, yeah. So just, just a really, really decent game overall. Uh, but of course, just because we have a decent game and we win, does it mean there's not going to be any, any uh, grievances? But before we get into that, any other strengths, girlfriend, that you have to note? Yeah. Um, let's see. So we talked about all my notes about the threes. Um, Day, Day played really well, too, just outside. Um, nice rebounds, some great putbacks, a few outside shots. I don't think he made any threes, but uh, no, he didn't make any threes. But he took some outside shots, two of four. Um, and he got a really sick block. Calvin also got a super sick block. Um, and then two smaller notes just on general things. I was really happy to see Diego get some minutes and get a bucket. I was very happy for him. Um, and I felt like John was also getting more minutes this game, which I love because you know what? We need to get him more minutes and more experience. And I was very happy to see that because he's he's going to get more comfortable the more he gets playing. Yes. Hard yes. to come in for a minute here and a minute there and expect great things. So he needs Correct. some time. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned Jonathan because I totally missed this on my notes. There were a few defensive series where Jonathan was playing some really, really good defense. Like really good defense. You know, he – his, his movement was good. He was all over everybody. I mean, he was on people like White on Rice. He was staying with his man. He was covering. I mean, he was creating a lot of chaos down there in the paint to where obviously ACU couldn't get the shot off or they shot it and it didn't go in. Like he was doing really well in the defense. Not saying every single sequence was perfection from him, but he was doing so much better on that defense and moving. So again, like you said, the more time he's in there, the better he gets. Just going to get that man more minutes. I agree. Um, you know what? DDT coming in with a great question. Dennis Tool, are we getting a group together for Sam at Huntsville on Saturday? Well, girl, yeah. Do you hear that, cat fans? <laughs> Show yourself. Are we going to finally meet the elusive cat fans? I, you know what? I'm calling them out right here, right now on live this isn't television, but you, you know the point. If you live, if if you live in Huntsville and your ass isn't there, and or we don't meet you on Saturday, if you live within two hours and you don't make it there, we're driving there two hours. Well, it's like an hour, but yes, you yes. Well, I'm driving two hours. Well, touche. You're driving two hours. Yes, I'm telling you right now. He's in my he's in my DMs right now. He if if you live within two hours of driving, you better get your ass there. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Yes. Dennis, he plans, he, he plans on going. Good, Dennis. Yay. Okay, we'll see you there. Yeah, we're planning on going. Not sure who else is planning on going. I'm sure we'll put up some feelers out on the Twitter sphere and see what everybody's thinking. But you know we'll be there. So yeah, the last time we went to Sam Houston, they had their mask mandate in effect, and it was an absolute bad time, uh, mainly because the people there were like absolute mask Nazis. And the uh, literally, I couldn't even take my mask off for five seconds to like take a sip and and then put my drink down. And then literally the girl was like, oh, put your mask back on. I'm like, holy shit. Like, 
I yeah. literally just put my water cap back on, like, give me a moment to breathe and think, and then I'll pull it back up. I'm not saying I won't, but holy moly. And they were being seat Nazi. I mean, it was just, I mean, just what you would think a prison environment would be. Yeah. They were being prison wardens. A hundred percent. Years before maybe Dennis says, we might too. Who knows? We haven't decided yet exactly. We what. Dennis. I mean, I might, might need a few beers before this game. You know, it's weird that we're going to Huntsville to play them there so early. You know, usually we don't play them until pretty much the very last game of the season. So talking about going to Huntsville already makes me feel like it's the end of the season, but it's only, it's only January. Only beginning. Literally. So it's, it's kind of different for us. Um, but yeah, we'll talk, Dennis. We'll, 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 yep. we'll talk. Um, did you have any more uh, strengths, darling? No, I'm ready okay. for this. Ready for, I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm always ready for the grievances. Yeah, let's get her done. With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Okay. So this is just a warm up for the next episode. Oh, awesome. yes. 100%. Like I'm just warming up my vocal cords for the, for the app, for the Tarleton game. Yeah. So, Adeline, you're going to get off very, very good in this grievance <laughs> because I'm saving all my fire and rage for that game. Uh, let me pull my notes back up. So, like I mentioned, the broadcast was was pretty good. They had some, some uh, sound issues. Uh, there was a few times when it just went in and out, and then there was a few times where – it just sounded like they were in like a tunnel or something. It was just, it sounded weird. Okay. But that, but other than that, it was pretty good. Like technically, technically wise. Right. But I would just love to tell you a couple quotes that these announcers said. One incredible rivals. I heard them say that too. And I'm just like, so is every team we play our rivals? I mean, Apparently so, Jacqueline. Apparently so. Apparently, we, like, everyone in our division is our rival now. Like, I think within the last five years or so, there's been a much more heightened competition level between us and ACU. But I still wouldn't ever call us rivals, necessarily. I think of Sam and Northwestern as our rivals. Right. Right. And now that we're not in the same conference as Northwestern, I mean, are we, is that even a, do we even call them our rival anymore? Like, I don't know. What are the rules on rivalries? Yeah. I don't know. Is, have- is it more like how long you've been playing each other or is it how fierce the competition is? I mean, what is it? Because not only did they say that, that SFA and ACU are, are these two incredible rivals. It's like, I literally said, pump the brakes. Um, Yes. How are we every time we play each other having, you know, like really good competition, like you said, Jacqueline, like is 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 that the definition of a rivalry? I don't know. Um, And then they said there's a lot of bad blood on this court. I'm sorry. Like, again, I, I just I don't think that they're at that. Like we and them are at that level yet to where we can say things like there's a lot of bad blood on this court. See, and I didn't feel like there was any bad blood. I will say, so there was, there was one technical where Day Day and his man kind of 
it was a double technical. They kind of double tech, yeah, on each other, whatever. But other than that, honestly, like the first half of the game, I felt like there were multiple times that one of our players would fall down, and whatever ACU player was nearest would help them up. And then it was like one time I can't remember. It was like I think it was Nigel or JJP. I can't remember, but one of their players like totally accidentally kind of took his legs out from under him when he was going up for a shot or whatever. And literally the kid immediately was like, I don't know what my cats are doing. Was trying to make sure that like he was okay and stuff. So like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't and feel so, like there was any bad blood. I know. And so I, I just, you know, say that happened, that same scenario happened like at Northwestern or at Lake St. Houston, that shit wouldn't have happened. They no. wouldn't have stopped to check on us and vice versa. Like, right. Really, you're the freaking dirt on our shoe. Like, I'm not going to check on you, babe. You know? So, and I think I think Dennis is right. I think he's barking up a similar tree. SFA rivals now would be maybe more like Sam and Lamar. I would say Lamar definitely is slowly becoming a rival to us just because of the – just historically how crazy our games are. Um, but I just – I don't think anybody is going to yet – Again, in a few years, I may be eating my words now, but like Sam Houston will always, always, always be our rival. And I know they're moving, to, you know, into the FBS and I know they're not going to be in the whack anymore, but that doesn't mean that we're just going to just automatically just stop hating Sam Houston. Like, no, to go away. That's not going to go away. Like that is ingrained into my blood. That's, that's like the. A&MUT thing. They're in yeah. different conferences now, but they still absolutely are always going to have that like animosity and yeah. just pure hatred. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not going to just turn off my I hate Sam Houston, like faucet. It's just not going to happen. Um, I don't know about Tarleton so much yet. I just, I, again, yeah. like we just started playing them. I, At this point, I'm going to say no, because honestly, as, Especially when I watched that game back today, they just are, they were not good enough to beat us. And we beat ourselves. I think that was just kind of an odd game and I'll save it for that episode, but I don't, I don't, I don't foresee it ever being that close again with us playing them. I do not. I, I personally think that if we had to compare, I think ACU would be more rival than Tarleton would be at sure. this point because we've played them longer. Like again, so maybe the longevity of how long you've been playing. They're, they're better. Their ACU is a lot better than Tarleton. Oh, for sure. For sure. Again, we, we, we beat ourselves hundred percent on that game, but anyway, back to the ACU game. Yeah. So I just thought those two quotes really stuck out at me. And I was just like, literally y'all, like, I don't, um, Dennis says Tarleton sees us as a rival and that's fine. They can see us as everybody pause, pump the brakes, everybody. And I mean, every damn person that is in mid-major basketball and beyond sees us as a freaking threat constantly, constantly. I mean, everybody is cheering for us to lose constantly. They do. And this is something the, the announcers for the Charlton game actually were pretty good. That was probably the only thing I really enjoy about that game, but um, not to skip too far ahead, but they did say multiple times, like, you know, we were the, we were pretty much the top team in the conference for the past 10 years we are a really strong mid-major who's made it to the tournament multiple times. Like we're, we're kind of the, 
the teacher's pet that's come into the new conference that everyone wants to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And, and you know what? And that's fine. Everybody sees this as a threat, usually 95% of the time. Uh, a lot of teams will underestimate us. And I feel like that's always the case with us. I just don't get it. Like, we always play better with teams that we're supposed to, like, take big L's to. And then we always play, like, absolute dog shit with teams we're supposed to beat. I don't get it. Anyway, so back – those are the comments that stood – I was like, give me a break, babe. We are not – I mean – Again, call us like 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 Dennis says, maybe five, six years down the road after we've been playing in the whack for a long period of time. You know, first of all, we'll see who the heck is still in the whack at this point. I feel like everybody's like shifted and shaken so much. It's wild. Don't even know who the heck's up, down, whatever. Anyway, um, so back to the back to the obviously the, the turnover situation in this game. Again, ACU top team in the country, number one in the NCAA at forced turnovers at 23.5. Um, yes, we're top 10, but they are they are number one. Don't know if it's different from now. You know, this was obviously on Thursday of last week. Um, but they did they did your job. And it didn't help that we were literally just handing them the ball. <laughs> I mean, we literally were just like, oh, here you go. <laughs> here you go. A lot of the times. Just easy, easy, easy mistakes. Um, ball security. Yet again, especially in the paint, that it, that obviously kind of is an umbrella bullet under the turnovers. A lot of those turnovers could have been avoided, especially with bad passes into the paint. Um, just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy play in the paint. Just kind of, um, you know, there were moments when poor big game Dave was getting just totally, you know, double teamed, triple teamed and lost the ball. I mean, what do you expect? Bad so, passes, yeah. I have a comment about passage of the lane really quick because Dad brought this up during the Charlton game, but it's it's prevalent for every game. We've got to stop thinking that we can give lob passes into the lane to Gaben because, listen, Gaben's a great big man. He is not tall enough for them to give a lazy lob pass into the lane and it not get picked off. He's not. I mean, that's nothing against him. He's not tall enough to give a lazy-ass lob pass in there and think that he's going to grab it above someone else's head. And the key there, I think, also, is lazy. Like, we cannot – like, if we're going to lob passes into him, great. But they need to be a little bit more, you know, I mean, Really not tall enough for a lob pass, though. Nana, stick him down there all day long and give him lob passes because he doesn't even have to try. But right, we got to I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was one instance, uh, and it's kind of like a good and a bad. There was one moment where Calvin, I love Calvin so much, but Jesus, there was a, such a bad pass into the paint, got picked off. Calvin was good, though, and he made his mistake up, and he ran back and got back and blocked the shot in the transition. So, I mean, he made a bad pass, but he got back and he fixed it, which I appreciate. But we have to just really knock off those bad passes. Um Another thing I will say, though, too, is, you know, the way that when we lob passes into into day. How tall is day? Is he shorter than even? Yes. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to have to look. Are, are you looking at it? No, I'm not. Oh, hold on. Because I do not know for a fact. I kind of think. I think they're both about the same height, but I could be totally wrong. Okay, as you as you look, I would like to say this. Regardless if they're the similar height or if he's shorter, 
It's even better if he's shorter because the point makes even more sense. Day is 6'5 and Gavin 6'7. Okay, so just a couple inches difference. Okay, the way that Day finishes at the rim, I wish Gavin would finish at the rim like him. Like he takes no hesitation. He just does, he just does it. A little bit of pivot into the basket. Like, and that just goes for all the guys on our team. I don't care who it is. Gavin, Calvin, Nana, John, whoever the hell's under the basket, I don't care. Like the way that day finishes, it, it is so smooth. It is it, a really strong finish. And more often than not, he's going to grab the rebound, the offensive rebound and put it back if it's his or not. Literally. And that's another thing I love about him. He follows his shots. He follows his shots. I just wish more people would do that. Just doesn't matter who did anybody. So let's just put this in perspective. Uh, Dede got on on this game. Dede got five rebounds. Gavin got two. Dede only played 19 minutes and Gavin played 33. So there's behind and uh, almost 15 minutes less playing time. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm just, I'm sitting here just when I was watching the game today, like there were multiple instances where we were lobbing passes in today. He was by under the basket and he just, it was such a swift, smooth transition up to the rim into the basket. It was just textbook. He gets in there. I mean, that's, that's a lot of rebound. And he, yes. And he, and he draws fouls. You know, like he not saying Gavin doesn't, he he does, but I feel like sometimes they don't give him as many fouls as, as he should get. That's yeah. also that's also a grievance that that this kid is getting annihilated in the paint and getting barely any fouls called on him, you know, or called for him. He's getting all the fouls under the sun, but no help there. Um a lot of backdoors. Obviously, we talked about turnovers. We're just going to keep beating that with a dead, you know, like a freaking dead mule over there. I'm tired of trying to talk about turnovers, but we're going to talk about it more in the next game. So here we are. Um, also, I have a question. I, you were watching it uh, as it was happening. I, I just wasn't sure. I was not 100% sure why we took a timeout at the five-minute mark in the first half. Like, we were, we were on a roll. And we were just boop, 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 boop. We were making pat. We were, I mean, we were shooting threes. Like we were heading. And then all of a sudden we, we take a timeout. And I'm like, oh, it, sure. just kind of, it just kind of killed our momentum. I mean, maybe he felt like the guys needed a break. But even then, I, I wouldn't call a timeout at five minutes because, you know, within a minute or two, you're going to get a media. So exactly. That's why I made a note of it. I was like, I was like, man, we were steamrolling. We were like I said, that was when the point we were getting into a huge, uh, you know, we were leading 21 to nine at the seven minute mark, you know, in the first half. And then we were leading 24 to nine and then they hit a basketball. And then all of a sudden we were just, we were just cruising. Right. And then at the five minute mark, there's a timeout. And I'm like, maybe we couldn't wait one more minute for the media. I was just, yeah, maybe they were really winded or something. I don't know. It's, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. I I was just kind of confused about that. So I was like, what was that about? I just wasn't sure. Um, Obviously we let them crawl back into the game the second half and I was just not, I wasn't having it. I was not pleased. I, I literally had to take like four or five breaks from watching the game today because I was just getting frustrated at how, you know, the game was unfolding. I mean, there were moments when. Hey, 
it was back to a three point deficit back to a two point. I was like, we were literally leading by almost double digits or more. Oh, we, were, we were leading by 17. Exactly. I was like, what are we doing? That was the highest. Yeah. We, we fell apart during the second half. Even Rob said it on the, um, Yes. On the live feed, he was like, "We're just falling apart." Falling apart. I don't. I don't get it. I. I don't. I don't get it. We used to be such a strong second half team, and now it's. It's honestly, it's flopped. We are a first half team. True and true. That's it. If we yeah. don't get a huge, if we don't get a huge ass lead in the first half, we're boned. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where our second half team went. Um. So my my few grievances that don't fall under turnovers because we've already beat that to death. But yeah. there were several flops both both sides. Both yeah, uh, which is kind of annoying. Um, one that I had, and I don't even I didn't even know who did it because I I guess I didn't want to call anybody out. But literally, do not dribble into the lane against four ACU guys. Like we had someone dribble, and I'm just like, you know that outcome is not going to be good for you. Like, of all the defenses, you're going to dribble right in the middle of the lane against four ACU guys. Don't do that. Um, the law passes mm-hmm. we already talked about. There was one possession where we let it get down to the shot clock again, which I'm just like, come on. And literally right when the buzzer is about to go off, we, like, chunk it to Jonathan on the three-point line. And I'm like, Jonathan ain't going to shoot from the three-point line? Like, Whoever has the ball just needs to shoot it. Why I know. With one second left. Like, that was just dumb. Um, it made the, no sense whatsoever. Okay. It was stupid. And what I felt like helped them kind of get steam going into the second half is we let them hit that three-pointer on the buzzer. Because um, we, <sighs> we let them come back in, and then we let them hit that three-pointer on the buzzer going into halftime. And I, I think that's what pushed them forward and gave them the steam come back in the second half. Um Agreed. And it was slowly because it was most of the second half that we were, we were doing pretty well, but yeah, um, they were, they were chipping away, but yeah, slowly and surely they were coming back. Um, and then we got a 10 second call, bringing the ball up twice. Jalen. Like, I know, uh, I don't know what my cats are doing. Stop. The first, well, one of them was, one of them was Jalen. One of them was, I remember that. I don't remember who the second one, I, I want to say it was like Calvin or somebody random had it. It was, uh, you know, and I'm just sitting here because he looked shocked. And I'm like, it's like we weren't, we weren't even being pressed though. And so I'm like, no, you're literally just lollygagging. And what are you doing? Lollygagging. He really was lollygagging. Oh, and then the other one that Jalen did, I didn't write it down, but he literally, he immediately got the ball in inbounds and then traveled. He walked like three steps and then traveled like immediately turnover. There's nobody pressing you. What are you? I mean, you literally just, it was beginning. It was towards the beginning of the game. Like just, just go. What are you doing? Got discombobulated, I guess. But I was just, I was so, I was just sitting here like, no wonder, no wonder we have so many freaking uh, turnovers, 26 freaking turnovers to their freaking 15. You know, and and they had 18 points off of turnovers. They had 30 points in the paint. Normally, when the points in the paint is so like when we have less than they do, yeah, it's not good. Usually, we're taking the L. 
Yeah. Usually. That is why I'm still shocked as shit that we came away with the win of that game. Me too. Based on these stats, I would have been like, wow, that would have been a sure closer game than what it was. I mean, yeah, it was close towards the end, but I mean, that many turnovers, that many turnovers, that many points in the paint compared to ours, 20? We looked the time we had that less. That That's so few. We lucked out that they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn that night for whatever reason. Holy shit. I... I love you for that saying. Can that's, I just a case, that's a K special right there. She loves to say that one. <laughs> I love that so much. That was so good. Classic, yeah. classic, classic, classic. Um, let me let me check the stat on something really, really, really quickly, though. I do want to give someone their due. Um, pretty much everyone was okay well three people were were 100% on their three throws uh free throws Latrell was Nigel was Calvin was um it says that David was one for four and I guess I just don't remember him missing three but I guess he did um I think he shot he shot the technical shots and missed both of them okay well that would make sense and then I guess he had two and only made one yeah yeah um I was surprised that he missed the technical shots because I know he, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, he rarely ever misses free throws, and that's why I was like, mm. "Well, he's not, our, he's not our best free throw shooter." I think he's not. But he's still the highest, but but really comes in clutch on the free throws. Right. Normally, he's very consistent, especially clutch moment free throws, like you know, attack. That's why I was sitting back and I was like, "Man, what is this? What is happening?" Anyway, anyway. Um, I don't think I had any more. I, I mentioned some backdoor cuts that were just blatantly obvious and we just slept through the entire possession on that one. Um, let's see here. I already mentioned that. Yeah. I think I, uh, think that was it on my end. What about you? Well, that was all my grievances. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, moving on to the next little section. Again, uh, one word, game summary. What do we think, Jax? So I just now stuck mine in there because I hadn't really thought about it. But I, I think lucky is kind of a simple but good one because, listen, I think we were lucky to get out of there with a win because, I mean, our shooting was great. Our turnovers were not so good. And against a, a tough team like Lamar, we, we were we were lucky to scrape out of that one with the dub. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I had I had a word in there before and I had put back because I was excited for us to be back. Um, but I just changed it because you know what? I I'm gonna say something else. Cause this game was one of those games where you know where you have like this, you know, this heavy weight on your shoulders and you're just like, it comes off and you're just like, whoo, sheesh. That's what it felt like. Like I, I felt, oh yeah. Like I, I, it was, it was definitely a sheesh game, like a whoo, sheesh kind of a thing, you know, just absolute deep breath. Can't believe we snuck out of there with the win. It was a quad one win. Everybody kept saying quad one. Am I a dumbass? I'm like, what the f- is quad one? It's like as many years as I've been watching basketball, 
those terms had never like popped up into my atmosphere. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, what the hell is quad one, bro? Or what is quads? So I had to Google it. And uh, so, yeah, it was a definitely a quad one win. And if you're listening, you know what that means. Great. And if you don't do what I did, Google it. <laughs> GTS. GTS. Google that shit. Because I was just sitting here. I'm like, like, I know basketball. I don't know what that means. <laughs> not, not a whole lot of people use that term just overly. I don't feel like. I, I, so. I've never heard a lot of people over you. That's why I was like, what is this? But a lot of people on Twitter, not just for our game, but other other games that were happening on Thursday and just that weekend kept talking about, wow, that was really good quad one win, or that was a bad quad four loss. And I'm like, where are these quads coming from? I was just so, I was just so confused and confuzzled. So I just didn't know what the hell was going on. But anyway, um, moving on. So obviously upcoming game for this game would have been the game on Saturday, which was the Tarleton game, which we'll get to in about an hour. We're going to take a quick hour break so that we can have dinner, we can take a little rest, we can give you guys a rest, and uh, and then come back and just have an absolute therapy session because that's what this that's what this next podcast is going to be for us. I mean, you thought we we got irritated on this one? No, just not even slightly. Not even slightly. No. This is Alex and Jacqueline, pretty calm. Just to be honest with you, right? Um, so just as a reminder on January 22nd, there is the alumni slash heckler game that is happening at SFA. It's a real little reunion game. We're playing obviously, uh, New Mexico state that game. And so if you haven't bought tickets, if you haven't committed to coming, make sure that you do, um, t-shirts have already been closed for that. I think it closed a couple days ago. So if you didn't get a t-shirt, Sorry about you. Sorry, luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure that you guys, if you would like to come to the game, like I said, you do get some tickets. If you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, just go to Lumberjack fans on uh, Twitter or on, uh, there is a um, Facebook event for it. Just got to type in the uh, alumni slash heckler reunion game in the thing and it should pop right up. Uh, or if you go to, anybody on Twitter, myself, or if you go to part me Alex on Twitter, it should be on there. We've, we've reposted it many, many times, so it should be on there. Um, but yeah, we're planning on having a kind of like a meet and greet on that Friday night at uh, the brewery in town. So if you're coming in for the whole weekend or coming in just for that night, we will be there on at the brewery on Friday night. And then obviously on Saturday, we'll be having a big tailgate out in the commuter lot. And then of course, going in for the game. And I'm sure after the game's over, we'll probably go back to said brewery and continue either the celebration or the drowning of sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> one of the two. It's going to be one of the two. Um, next thing, obviously, do not forget to get your My Plates. If you are a true Lumberjack fan, you will go to myplates.com slash Lumberjacks and you will order your My Plate. Real fans have my plates. Uh, I'm tired of seeing all the UT AM. Actually, I saw an AM plate the other day on my way down to Houston for the Rockets game. And it was on a uh, like really expensive BMW car. And it literally was an AM plate. And it said on there, the vanity plate said like optimist or like, but I don't know if it was optimist or if it was supposed to be for optometrist. Probably. Or- Probably this, probably optometrist. 
And so I was just sitting there. I was like, this rich motherfucker. And so <laughs> I just kept passing him so that he made, and then going in front of him. So I made sure that he saw my plates with the, with the absolute superior SFA purple. So if you are a true fan of SFA and you don't have a my plate, SFA my plate, I highly, highly suggest that you get yourself one. They're one year, three year, five year terms. You can move plates from vehicle to vehicle. Uh, you can do all this by just going to myplates.com slash lumberjacks. Even if you don't feel like paying the the $500 for the five-year plan or the $450, I believe it is, for the, for the five-year plan, um, you can easily, easily spend $50, which is a background only, $50 one year. I mean, $50, you can go without getting Starbucks for like, what, a week? And then... Yeah. Yeah. And then you, there's your 50 bucks. I mean, it's pretty easily. Um, so Jan just logged on. Hey, Jan. I forgot to mention, Jacqueline, that Jan had sent us. She messaged me and asked for my email. She sent us a whole entire uh, list of places to go in um, Utah that have Hawaiian Polynesian culture food. Ooh. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank I know. I know. So that is something that I'm excited to look at. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to forward it to you and that maybe we can bring that up on another podcast uh, in the next, in the next week or so. Cause I, I think it's a nice little addition to the food, the food that is uh, in, in Utah of all places, just wild. I know. Very, yeah. very cool, but cool. I know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, so make sure you're following us on social media. Again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and our, obviously our, our YouTube page where all of our live streams go to. And uh, we're excited to bring you two live shows tonight, two, count them, two. And although you may not be excited to listen because <laughs> it's going to be a ravage. Yikes. It's going to be fun. No, it's not. Anyway, so it is almost seven o'clock, which is when we said we were going to wrap it up tonight. So uh, again, in about an hour at eight o'clock, eight o'clock. I had a wow. I had a brain fart. In about an hour, eight o'clock, we're going to go live with our second game against Tarleton. We talked a little bit about it during this one, but we're really going to dive in during that during the hour. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. So take a little break. And we will see you in an hour. And always remember to act some jacks. With Alex and Jacks. See you in an hour, kids.